0: Oui, <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Knock On, KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Tom Crotty, James Blanchfield are in the studio with us now and will be joined by Johnny Tobin now in short as well. And eventually Tom Crotty will be able to eat that bueno. I cut him off mm. there to the start when we started recording the podcast. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's one thing you learn in media, don't eat anything chocolatey or sweet before you start talking. Your mouth starts drooling and your bits stuck in your teeth and everything. It's not good. Um. Lads, a uh, bit of a mixed weekend. Um, but Jesus, uh, turned out great for you, Tom, um, in a tie. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, James, we're going to start with you. We'll talk about your first seconds, your youths, your ladies, and all that stuff as well. Um, but we got a, we've got a WhatsApp group here, of course, uh, with the lads, and uh, all was going well for Kilkenny against the Thonians at the weekend. And what in the name of Jesus happened to finish up uh, yeah 17 15. everything was going so well.
2: It's hard to put my finger on it to be to be honest with you like I mean it was 15 points to nail I won't say we were cruising because like, I mean our scrum was under pressure and I mean it was under incredible pressure all day um, but despite that Dave O'Connor still managed like, I think we only conceded two scrum penalties and Dave O'Connor managed to pick the ball off. The back of more scrums and still managed to make ground so you know you could look at the scrum as a, as a problem but you know we only conceded two scrum penalties but we started very well like suetonians we kicked off suetonians took possession and it was evident from the get-go that suetonians just wanted to attack the worse from inside their, from their own five meter line they were looking to hit to, 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 to play to the edges the whole time and our defense was rock solid absolutely rock solid um, we got the first score on the board through a Hugh Corkery penalty through our first visit to 22. Our second visit to 22, we came away with a try. Then, kind of, Tony totally started to get on top, but we managed to help him out. I mean, defence was really good, really, really good. Um, Rory McInerney, who made his comeback to us for the first time, I think, since 2017, Um Rory was an out half, he actually had to come on early in the game after two or three minutes because Jake Prattley got a jaw injury, so Jake had to go off, so that meant a reshuffle in the back line. Rory made a brilliant cover and tackle to keep out of Satonian's defender, with Hugh Corkery, who was running a support line to Rory to try and get to the attacker as well, kind of obstructed a supporting player referee deemed at Rory, that, that Hugh took out the supporting player, so he gave Hugh a yellow card. But irrespective, we still rip off Satonian's back. We get the first score of the second half. We go 15 0 up. And at that point, we kind of said, right, there's kind of there's three scores between us. This is kind of game over. But we always kind of knew our game management would win it for us. And respect to the lads, they did it very, very well up two to the 70th minute. And then I don't really know what happened. Just something triggered. And um, Stonians got going. They started to really get upper handed at the scrum. And, one of those scrum penalties came at that stage and they just built and built and built and they got over. Well, they got a penalty, then they got over for a try and then they got over for a converted try. Um, I think we did all of the hard work. We prepared ourselves well for the game. We played some good rugby. Now, t- 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 to be honest, it wasn't a great game of rugby, but in the balance of the game, we did everything right. Just our game management at the crucial times left us down. Um, so after that, we were up to the 70th minute. We were leading 15-0. Um, then kind of Setonians turned the screw, they went two points up, but I think everyone, every Kenny supporter in Flukestown on Saturday kind of felt that we would get another chance, uh, another shot at them, irrespective of being in the 77th or 78th minute when they took the lead, we felt genuinely that there was an opportunity there to get back up because the lads were doing so all day, they got back off the pitch, we won a penalty like at that time on the clock, the obvious thing to do was going to the posts. Now, the caveat that I'll say to that is there was a wind blown against the kicker, but it wasn't. It wasn't so bad as to not allow it, like a penalty from inside your own twenty-two, about five meters to the right of the posts. You know, at that stage of a game, you're going to have you're going to have a crack, and we made the decision, and it was a collaborative decision. Like the the lads discussed it, to tap a goal, we tapped and went. Unfortunately, we were held up and their scrum off the back of the scrum, they retained fl- re- they retained possession for three phases and uh, kicked it into touch and it was game over and it was a very very bitter swill, bitter pill to swallow for for Kilkenny sports, for the Kilkenny players. Um there's no sense in me kind of criticizing anyone for the decision because the lads made the decision at that point in time that they thought was the correct one. So you know you have to you have to stand by your players. As Johnny said the other day, players don't lose they learn. And um, you'd hope that they'd learn from it and move on and try and get a result, which is a tall order this weekend away to, to, to Bechtdorf. But mm-hmm. oh, it's very, very difficult to put our fingers on what went wrong. But, you know, if you look back during the course of the game, we had two additional very golden try scoring opportunities in the first half. We could have had four tries in the first half if we if we were more efficient. And this is a continuous a continuous issue that when we get into scoring opportunities, we're not being efficient when when we get them. Um, and we also had an additional one, definitely two in the second half. Podge Mann was very unlucky. He he went on a very, he went on a break up the pitch, but you know, the wheels aren't as fast as they used to be for Podge. He kind of hacked on and um, trying to run onto the ball, but the Tony's defender got across to take it. Now, I remember seeing Eno wire up in Carlo one day in the very same mm-hmm. city and he made a break up the middle of the pitch. But instead of staying going, he started running sideways across uh-huh. his defense, His 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 support catch up on him. Maybe, you know, if Podge had done that, waited for his support to catch up on him, we might have retained position. And, and, and our might retain position had gotten up the pitch. But look, at hindsight, it's a great thing. It's easy, it's easy to be a hurler in the ditch, but I'm not going to criticise anybody. You know, the lads made the decision that they thought was the right decision at that point in time. In my mind, there was there was probably what three, four outcomes that we could have done. We could have kicked to the post, we could have taken a line out, or we could have taken the quick tap. And um, the fourth option was a scrum, which was never going to be an option for us. Yeah. What yeah. happened in 78 minutes? Um if I was probably out on the pitch, or if others were on the pitch, option one would have been a kick to post, option two would have been a kick to touch, option three probably would have been a tap and goal but not from 22 metres out, and then the final afternoon of the scrum, but we're not going to take it. Lucas, um, we came away with a bonus point. For us, C-Point absolutely battered Ashburn, 44 points to nil, I think, so that puts huge pressure on us. Now, we have probably two, three games to salvage our season and try and stay in the division, Um, and I'm saying that to retain our 1A status. we we, We will have to beat, probably win our remaining home games and try and pick up what we can on the road. Um and, and and hope results go our way, you know. So we'll see what happens. Seconds, seconds are just typical as a, as they've set the standard for themselves all season. They've just they've gone out and they've played with no barriers, they've just gone out and played rugby. Now, I kind of say Setonians were weak at seconds level, and I was chatting with their coach after the game, and I was surprised for a club of their size and status within within the M50 that they struggled to field a seconds team. They have no threes or they have no under 20s. So, you know, but they came down with a weak seconds team and they got, you know, they were beaten very well. I think it was 37 17. It was a contest up until half time, but our lads just kept turning the screw. But, you know, they're scoring really, really, really good tries from deep inside their own half. Young Keen Butler got an absolute peach halfway through the second half from his own, probably from his own 22, but it was great rugby infield to release him. Uh, but a real, real positive thing for the seconds is when they don't have the ball. Like I've seen it four or five games this season, opposition teams have just been camped on the line and are hammering and hammering and hammering, hammering away and can't get through them. This is a bunch of young fellas, like, you know, they have yeah. seasoned campaigners, or the lights are gone out, and they have a seasoned campaigner there in, um, what's his name, Brendan McIntyre. I get those lights to come back on. Yeah, Brendan McIntyre. But he's just been, um, he's been brilliant. Brendan uh, McIntyre, Lee McHugh, and a few others. So, in fairness, to the seconds—they're just a joy to watch. They're just playing rugby every week. Uh, Lee McHugh is playing excellent. Kieran Galvin is playing excellent. Young Aaron Askins, scrum half, is doing incredibly well. So, look at the seconds. You know, you'd like to think now with what they're doing that, you know, they will—they're probably out of contention in the league. I think they're in third, but Ashburn and Ashburn are kind of doing, are running away with that league now. So, you know they probably not thing for them is to get a good a good run at the Seconds Cup and see how it goes, you know. But um with 35, 36 fellas available for the seconds every week, it's a headache, you know, and a headache that we never ever thought we'd have. So look at um uh just keep the momentum and keep the progress going from their perspective. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: A good headache to have as well, numbers wise, as you said before, and uh <clears throat> trying to get some third stuff up and running. Uh your ladies' team uh, James had a huge win against Wanderers.
2: Oh yeah, I went to it. I, I, I was out at it like, I have to hand it. Out. Don't let the scoreline deceive you of sixty-eight nil. It was a one-sided affair. It was, but like Wanderers never stopped. Like Wanderers never threw in the towel. They stayed going when they got the ball. They stayed going at, at the girls. They just our the curtains are just playing rugby. There's no, how would I say, kind of. Some coaches can stop teams playing because they want the structure and they want you have to play this way. I watch the girls out there on Saturday, Sunday, they just play rugby, they throw the ball around and they want to attack, they want to run, and it's enjoyable to watch. Like this, court some brilliant tries and um, some really good tries. Uh, I was very, very impressed by Ayla Moss, the second row. Um, you know, a second row's goal, she has all the attributes that you need in a second row, she's tall, she's athletic. She can jump, she can tackle, she can carry. She did it. She, she did exceptionally well. Um, it was girl Ellie Quinn, scrum half, really have to commend her on her performance. Um, Emer Kelly actually played as well. She she did excellently. Uh, Rosie Miller, as, as she always does in the back row, was very good. Kira Coon scored a crack and try from full back. Um, yeah, it's, look, it's just a pleasure to watch them play. And, you know, they were a little bit scalded before Christmas after the loss away to Navin. And um, they've just and previous week's game against Tullamore was 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 called off. Cause Tullamore couldn't field, so they were kind of they were champing at the bit. It was look at it, it was great watching the play, and it's just enjoyable because they just want to throw the ball around and, and score tries, and you know that's what rugby is about. You know it's a simple game. You bring it back to basics, and in the best sense of the word, I mean it. They're playing the game basic. They're running. They're rucking. They're making space for each other, and they're going hard at it. That's all they can ask for. You uh, had a good re- had a yeah. great weekend. You had a really good weekend, Stephen. Yeah. So the under 15 boys uh, had a great win away to Gorey. Uh, the under 14 boys had another really good win away to Mullingar. I think they only won that by four or five points. Uh O'Shea is coaching them, he was he was he was very, very impressed by that. And uh, Mick McGrath, Barry Daly, and Tom Marriott over the 15s. oh uh, no, the under-16 boys had a loss to a again that was played in Gorey. Uh, the under 18 girls got their first win of the season away to DLSP or I think it's a combination of DLSP and somebody else. But Peter Art, their coach, was and Edmund Rooney, they were smitten after that win. It was just great to, great to get the, uh, the for for them to get a win and get something going. Um the under 14 girls had a really strong win at home to Rat Drum. They're coached by Derek Lawler and Richie Lincoln. So, kind of, Derek Lawler has no kids playing. He's, he's just in it for the love of the game. So, Derek is one of these guys, wherever he's needed in the club, he, coach, he goes and coaches. And the last result was the under-16 girls went down. They had a... They, they lost. But, um... Just the big, the big talking point of that is Glenn Tector, who refereed that game. He did the Affiliates Referees course last week. He had his first, um... He had his first uh, match on Saturday with the girls and apparently he was brilliant just the way he communicated. Apparently he made everything fun for all of the girls to play, communicated with them well and was coaching them throughout. Mm-hmm, so cool. And I think the under-13s played Cary Gonshuar in a challenge match on Sunday and I think they won that as well. And lots happening at minis level as well. Um, the inclusive rugby is one of the big things that's happening at the moment for us. So. Um, we're pushing that very hard as well at the moment. And kudos to George Marr, who's leading that. So they're trained every Monday at half six on the inclusive rugby for, for kids from seven to 18 with additional needs are all welcome.
1: Excellent stuff, James. Uh Yeah, great weekend for the youths and everything. Um Best of luck this weekend against Bechtdorf. Not going to be an easy one, as you said, but... No. um yeah, we're going to talk to Tom Crotty now in a second about Carlo Attai. Carlo wasn't expecting an awful lot going into that, Tom. But look what happened uh, at the end of it. Um, congratulations, good win and needed as well. Um,
0: mass, absolutely, absolutely massive win. Um, it went. It's we went over kind of, and uh, it was always going to. It was always going to be a seriously, seriously tough game. Um. Like, we went over for the first, like, seconds played. We'll about seconds first because, uh, as I said, they kicked off the, the evening. Um, our seconds narrow, narrowly lost. Look, they got a losing bonus point at the end of, the, at the end of their game. Um, they lost uh, 31-24. Look, I think I, seconds probably went over early and probably didn't get a good enough, probably hadn't, weren't motivated enough kind of for coming off the field. Um, at high were there beforehand just got a really really good warm you could see that they were absolutely focused um our lads coming over a lot of them probably arriving back from work and stuff so it just weren't switched on 100 mm-hmm. percent um look at high came out body headed if you want to say it for us and uh we got a couple of early scores um they had the wind in there the, the the wind in the they had the wind in the first half and you know it sort of they got in those couple of tries that uh, that kind of knocked us back, you know. So I think the five tries altogether. Um, a bit of poor defending by us, um, you know, in, in tight. And but uh, the lads came back second half. Look, it the team played really, team played well as a whole. Just as I say, they got a poor start, and you know those games uh, that you you start poorly, and it's very hard to chase, especially you know. The, Cold, cold day, and the rain that was coming down. started during that second game, but um, look, some 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 lads had a, had a, had really good games there. Jim, Josh Cooper had a good game, and um, Milo Fien in the centre, Peter Hennessy, the usual, you know, the usual suspects. That kind of stood out and did well. Tom Connors had a, a good game, a game in the pack, and Captain Dave Keppel was always was leading, um, when we got. Um, Got going then in the in the second half, uh, we had a couple of subs that came on. Young Dan Colton had a, had a very good game coming into the back row. Just solid solid things up a bit. And uh, with a new player from, just signed in for the rest of the season, um, Adam Strong. He played with Kilkenny College and played. He's from Tullamore originally, but he's doing placement. um and on one of the lads actually from the, of course, he's doing the placement his farm. So uh, we're kind of blessed to have Adam just to join the club, you know, he uh he's a strong player and i say it won't be too long before he'd be hunting the place on the first actually so uh, he came on and played you know he got about 15 20 minutes but you could see the difference that he made when he came on so like as i say like it is a good strong team we were, if they went out we were we were happy enough with their performance there's only one point uh one point in the difference now in the league so uh yeah, i just three points in the tie. There's three points in the difference in the in that league. And uh, so you I mean it's easy you no know, we can pick up a, a tie lose and we don't you know we'll have to win all our games and try and try and win all our games. But uh, I think they looked to have a good performance there and um their season is still still on board, you know, the way they came back in the second half and got got it down to a losing bonus point it was phenomenal. So uh Fred Deuce seconds. Now the first <laughs> by um, just it was quite a bit of a war of attrition. By the time we got on, the pitch was, I was in good, but very, very heavy. And I'm not talking puddles or anything like that, but that really, really seriously heavy, heavy, heavy sod, um, especially after the second spin, playing first on it. There was a, a really, really strong wind, a very strong wind from the straight down the pitch from the clubhouse side down to the far end. Um, we started off, just be started really, really well um and in the, this the, defended really where well. they were down the a half right down or 22 for a long period long long period of time but it just got uh tried to defend and defend and then they got in uh got in a, got in a soft try um but from there we kicked on i just the lads just became one seriously kind of um does a different ball game altogether and the only problem is, is like we won but we at, at a cost in one movement of play and one and one movement of play from back of a scrum on uh we lost ross Elms did his acl um ball went on further and um on edge our captain Went into contact, and I don't know what happened, but he he's after dislocating his wrist and broke bones in his hand and did his ligament, so it's more than likely gone for the rest of the rest of the season. Um, um, but it's uh, look, we held them out in the first half, and then when the turn the turn of the game came, in the sec, uh, came, in the, came in the second half, and uh, we just just plowed into them and. The lads just went today, raised their game. We got uh, Scott Neil got two tries from the back of, from the back of them all. Um, while Shirley got another good try. Um, they had guys so they got a soft try. Yeah, they kind of let them down the let them down the field, and they got a, they had gotten in for a soft try. But the high play play played well. But I think it was more. I was more. We had frustrated. We kind of frustrated the way they played, and. Um, uh, I think it's it's just testament to the boys and the attitude that they had going out on the field. It's sometimes you just know you had a feeling that there was something different, there was something in the air that we were going to get a win. And even though I was getting greater by the minute walking up and down the field and it's just it's just it was a really, really intense game. But I mm-hmm. think we just closed them down completely. I think the tie got very flustered. Um, you know, their their key players. Um didn't probably perform the way they normally perform. Um, so, I mean, that's a testament to our defence. But his backs played really, really well. Uh, Sean Quinn had a super game in the centre with uh, with Dan, uh, Dan Crotty. Both of them played really well, kept their centres under completely under tabs. Uh, Jeff McDormand had him definitely almost, I uh, could say almost man of the match performance at Scrum Half. His box kicking was absolutely superb. Um i have to say there's one person really deserves I mention this on this podcast and that's neil slater our tight head prop like neil has worked so hard to kind of uh get himself fit he wasn't hadn't been playing a whole lot of rugby over the last couple of years and it's just got into shape and has really really improved over this season and has worked his way starting on when um when ross uh From Ross Benson, when Benson went down and was out, um, Neil went in, but Neil ended up playing 80 minutes of that game at tight head prop, because we had our our sub-prop was away, one of our sub-props was away, and we ended up with uh, Scott Scott Neil, who was our hooker, with a phenomenal game at hooker, ended up going in loose head prop, and he hadn't played loose head props in school. so. We kind of st- suffered in the scums a little bit so we got things shaped to kind of eventually got things settled. But Neil was absolutely outstanding a tighter prop. The last eighty uh, a tighter prop in the modern game lasting eighty minutes at that level was just really cracking. So um uh, complete hands off game. And Paddy Mackey, I know that like after losing Ross at number eight, Paddy Mackey just took up the mantle and and just played on. Like there was nobody there for the subs that came on. There was absolutely one. One to 22, were just, I have to say, they're really, really good this week. Nice um, one you know, and I know, like, <clears throat> not biting, on, not going to go on a whole lot about it. We have a massive game ahead, and Johnny, you know, that 14's a massive game ahead yeah. coming with the, the local derby again, this time in Tolo away. Well, yeah. I'm going, yeah,
1: um,
0: <laughs> well, pre- I'm, you're
1: not
2: welcome. I'm well, going. Pre-
1: then tom will do a proper preview on that now in a minute or two before we finish yeah. up to, uh, just get a bit of youth uh, stuff off
0: yeah you. and the youth then it's not too bad and our under 18s had a very good win against way they won 31 2021 our under sixteen beat Wexford uh well enough they had the uh, um very very good win at home on saturday are under 15s were unfortunate; they lost by three points to. lads. the lads. Um, they kind partner. of have a, They have one of those sort of relationships: one win, one lose, one. Uh, but this time they lost by three points. Right at the end of the game. So, well, look, this lads was a cracking game. I actually saw a little bit of it, and uh, as I say, those two teams are kind of hop off each other the whole time. and said they've had wins and losses each, so um, it's good to when see this to trophy. The under 13s had no game. Uh, under 14s we're unlucky with the day they lost to Gori and um, all Rhino 16s were had no game. Um, the Rhino 14s had a very good win, huge win away to mm-hmm. They won, They won 19 12 and I have to say, hands off to their coaches, their, their numbers are growing by the minute. Every time it seems to look down at them. On Monday over in Tolo they uh, they seem to be just getting more and more and more players, um, and it's a a real mix between Tolo and Carlo. that that I think they're nearly 50 with the players at this stage. And it just it's a, I have to say hats off to the management and the coaches at that fourteen's team that they're really really developing into a nice little side. And of course the girls are really 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 enjoying it. But that's good day, day for the youths and uh, good day for the club at
2: the moment. I'll jump on there now. Lads have to go pick up the kids. We'll, no see you, we'll see you in black on, on
1: Sunday. Yeah, and good luck yeah. yourself against perspective thanks thanks, thanks, thanks for James. Care. James Bye-bye. Blanchfield there, just uh, jumping off the podcast. Uh, brings us on nicely to preview Tullo-Carlo. They're against each other this weekend in the Leinster League. Second on the table, Tullo-Carlo in fourth. It's all very tight at the top. Johnny, actually, just really quickly, um, before we get stuck into that, Mullingar, uh, just a single point of a loss there. Um, bit of a sickener.
3: Yeah. Um, look, like I said last week it's no easy place to go. Um, we didn't make it easy, and I know this might be cliche. Mullingar didn't win that game; we lost it, um, and that's straight facts of it. We are we played like a team. Maybe I I think that didn't want to to get a win there, but I don't want to get too down uh, too negative on it because we had a decent training session last night. Um, we don't like I said don't dwell on the past too much. We we just keep looking forward. We had a, a good uh, an okay performance in patches. It wasn't a solid performance, obviously. But uh, one really, really major positive was Conor Duffy is back playing with us there, uh, and was playing on the weekend. And we scored 21 points, and Conor Duffy scored 10 of them, and was the last pass for the other other try. So um, that was really, really good. He got two tries himself, and there was assist on the last one. So he's going to cause problems for teams in this division after having his spell at AIL. Um, but look, there was lots, there was lots of positives too. Uh, we got lads got good bit of game time. Smith got a good bit of game time. Um, Brian O'Neill, good bit of game time. Garrett got a good bit of game time, It's really important for him back at it. He's come back into nine. the more game time he gets there, the better to get himself back to speed. Uh Ty G back playing, but he he was opted with our seconds this week. And he was probably man of the match there on the second team as well. His first day back in the club. So seconds got out incredible with him Munning Garrett to be fair to them. 29 10, I think, it finished. Um which is really good for them. But yeah, don't, we don't want to dwell on it too much. And I suppose Tom maybe might have touched on it a bit this weekend, form goes out the window because it's just that local derby thing. Even though there's nothing, there's nothing there, there's no bad blood there, It just, lads' heads just go out the window and they just go hell for leather at each other for eight minutes. Um, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, really impressive to see Carlo beat a tie last week, in a tie. Actually, uh, I think it was an incredible result for Carlo because it's a mental change for them for next, or for the rest of the season, hopefully for for them to get a kick off of that, but um, yeah, Mullingar was one of them, them bumps on the road, I suppose as you call it, because they were obviously going to look to avenge the the loss in Tullo. They got a right old trimming when they came to Tullow at the start of the season, um, and then we obviously lost by a point up there. But there was three games in that division were one and last by a point, um, so it'll just show you the the tightness of the division. And we're at second at the moment on 28, and Dun are at bottom, or second bottom. On eighteen, so there's there's nothing in it. Like, um, well, I suppose I don't know if we've mentioned the the, the bug in the room, but uh, Wicklow playing Longford and only winning by a point is a is a short fight play to show that Carlo and Atay and Tolo can can take that top spot if they if they mm-hmm. want in the next couple of weeks. And there's no reason why either any one of them three teams can't do it. You know, and I got a I got an interesting text off a, a fella yesterday asking what happened to league favorites. Um, and my response was uh, they barely beat Langford by a point, so we we don't need to say much more about it. I think I think it was a bit of a bit of a bad show on somebody's part to, to send some kind of text like that, considering the top tier only beat the bottom tier by a point, and were ran close as well. I think Longford were ahead up until the last five or six minutes. I think.
0: Yeah, um, they couldn't. Um, seemingly, they couldn't manage Henry Bryce, their uh, their Kiwi. Well, Henry and, was
3: saying he said he had a great, have, he said he had on their their back.
0: The director of rugby is actually back playing
3: out came out of retirement yeah. as well and yeah but they need really it, well. you know they need that boost and, and i hope they can get that boost because um I, I like Henry. he's a good friend of mine, and I hope to see him go i like to see him go well as a coach and with with Longford because I know he is he's a very good coach and it's just it just didn't click maybe for him right this year or maybe transition of players but um one day for the field they left behind do you imagine Longford Pip Wicklow what we would be talking about right now, Carol Tolo I tell you all going for top spots, like if if Longford had a paper uh, so we would actually have been joint top if that had happened. Um, but like I don't know, the league is wide open. Um, no league was won in the first week in January either, so lads can't get ahead of themselves either. I don't think anyone is guaranteed on on promotion just yet, or I don't think anyone is guaranteed a playoff spot just yet. Like, um, like we we lose to Carlo this week. Carlo go ahead of us on the table. We got fourth. Mullingar get a win they go ahead of us. We got fifth. You know, so it's it's uh. It's right wide open there still. Uh looking forward to this weekend though, like uh touch on the Carlo game. Carlo in good form us obviously we'll we'll bounce back from that. We're going in the right direction with a good squad. We'll there'll be a change in the squad, I'd imagine, for this week. A few lads will come in and a few lads will make their their exit. But um yeah, try to stay as positive as we can because we don't want to dwell on it too much. I'm in a I'm in a bad state today. Kenny College seniors we played Black Rock in the friendly and it didn't go our way warming up for the cup, but uh it's good warm-up for them. Uh, good build for them as well. So, lots going on. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, what do you reckon, Tom? Yeah, i go with that with Johnny. Uh, there's no point in him uh, in, in talk about preparations for Toller or Toller's preparations for Carlo. It's, um, you just do you your just best You just need to the, the picture. And, uh, Look, you have shit. Yeah, just know where it's on. Um, you hope, you hope that, we would hope that we get out of the blocks and uh, this weekend and try and put I know last, you know, you have a great win it's very hard sometimes to turn, when you have one good win it's kind of hard to turn, at a physical sorry, uh, a physical win like that you had on Saturday night to come around and try and play the same physical game but I think everybody knows that and Johnny hit on it there The, the your league between bottom place now and top place everybody's getting better there's no team the same as they were before Christmas um, uh, when we're going, like we we will go to Tolo with what we have, the best. We will try and play, pick the best twenty players to take on Tolo. We hope that those twenty players turn up on the day, because that's what it's about. It's not Carlo have to perform. It's not about having this play or that play, or you know your how good you're and how good your line. It's going to it's it's one to fifteen across the park will decide who wins that game. And the bench will play a huge a huge element to that. Um because you know, Jenny knows like when you when you have a local derby that you're going head to head for beans reason there'll be lads getting tired and it's those five guys coming off the bench will make a, a huge difference to yeah, both sides. Vital,
3: yeah.
0: You know, so it's it's we're looking forward to that and anybody knows it's probably Tullo, playing Tolo in the Black Gates is a really, really hard place to go. Is another den of iniquity? you know but it's uh, a <laughs> it's a fortress tom we, it's a fortress. We know fortress it's um it's not an easy but nobody likes going to tulla it doesn't matter what, what team you are um you know it's it's uh they have a good buzz going around the club at the moment so it's, you just have to go and try and play trade the lads have to understand and try and play the best. But it's not just against Hollow; It's against the have to you know, you have to get your points every week. We missed out on some bonus points that we didn't get correct bonus points, they could be vital to us in the end. And in fairness to Tolo at the weekend picked up that bonus point, even though they got lost, they got a bonus point. Um Yeah, like them bonus points on. are
3: proven massive to us. We've eaten yeah, well, bonus
0: have, points like Yeah, see we haven't got all that. We lost out on some bonus points, losing bonus points.
3: Um, you take them bonus points away though, Tom. We're third from
0: bottom.
3: Yeah. You know, like,
0: people don't understand how tight this is. Like we are, mm. lads, and everybody kind of, we, we were all, everybody's talking about promotion and getting to the top and who's going to be first and who's playing off in the seconds. And But you kind of forget, like, Johnny, you said it there. Like, there's only a couple of points between the first where you were and, and the very where Dun Docker. Mm. And we said this to the lads that, you know, if we lost against the Thai, like there was no joke about this, we could be playing for relegation. We still have we still have Tullo. We still have Longford. We still have we have Longford at home. We have to travel to Dundalk and we have to travel to Wicklow. So potentially yeah. you could lose Pretty any of them games. games. Any of them games and you could be in a relegation battle for, to go down.
3: You know, very, so things
0: club yep. has to and people supporters have to know that that's it's like very important to we had a massive support. I was we were absolutely thrilled. I have to say thanks a million to everybody that came over to us. Hi, there was even some Tuller lads there, Johnny. Brockett uh-huh. <laughs> so and the boys are over. I know that
1: they-
3: <laughs> Brockett's been but watching Carlo for years, lad.
0: Ah, <laughs> well, I don't know if Brockett knows.
3: Yeah, does, well, look at it. it's it's it's, it's part of the game too. Like if, and I'm I sure mean, he let
0: should... out the yell for Carlo at some stage. No, I hope he did. I hope he did
3: because I would if I was there. <laughs> yeah. No, this is no, close. I just uh, just on that as well. Actually, just on that point there, um, just from a Tuller's perspective, we just want to wish Owen and Ross the best and get back hopefully healthy and right because it's a. Not nice regardless what team you play for, what club you're with. The, the lads have jobs and stuff and, and, and home lights and stuff that they have to keep themselves their fit and healthy for. So, wish Owen and, and Ross the best there. and Hopefully, they get back right uh, and, and see him on the grass soon enough. They're two good, really good fellas. Like, and I was talking to Steve Ashmore. It's interesting, I wouldn't have realised this, but Steve Ashmore reckons that Ross Elms is probably one of the most busiest players he's ever coached. He said him in a dressing room before a game is... So beneficial for any team. He said he's really, 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 really good leader. And then obviously, Owen being your captain this year as well. And Wes said he's just quite well there as captain. He's a really good player, really good guy. So it's not nice to see anyone get injured, but uh, just no, like to wish I him the best. It.
0: At the usual, I have to say going it's, he's an absolute phenomenal captain. It's mm. the way. It's not just the work. Even like he never missed a train in the session. He leads by example on the pitch. He rings lads if lads are injured or you know he's rang young fellows just to make sure they're all right. And if someone hasn't been mm-hmm. a train, he ring him and see their things okay. And you know he's yeah, he comes across hard, as a nice fellow. I don't really made, know him. Made, he so he a nice is an, He's a really really sound fella and. Um, you know, it's just really unfortunate to, to lose them to lose a player at this stage of the season.
3: It's the nature of the beast, though. Unfortunately, hopefully, the lads now, or maybe not. Hopefully, this weekend. Hopefully, we can get to win <laughs> this weekend. But hopefully, your lads can bounce back for them. And and, and
0: yeah, 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 absolutely. Keep, keep form, says, sport, I mean, that, like, people have to be aware of You know, got anyone playing Mullingar at the moment? Or uh, it's a different side than we're there, and they don't oh. stop playing. Like they call. It, you know, you said you lost the game. We lost the game. Like yeah, we no, lost no, the yeah. game against them. And definitely, lasted ourselves. Um, they play. They play rugby till the final whistle. They yeah. will not give up till the final whistle. And at your peril to any team, um, take them for granted. That you knock up a few scores in the first half and think you're great. It yeah. ain't enough. Whatever you think. You yeah, know, just on that enough. before
3: we before we get twisted, I'm not that no way is disrespecting Mullingar there and the way they played or whatever. They were they were look they took their chances and were good. We we just feel like that we could have done a bit more. Like we had a couple of penalties that we missed, and a couple of decisions went wrong, a couple of handling errors, um, stuff like that. But look, they're all they're all identify, uh, identifiable things that we can we saw and we can fix. We had a, a very harsh and real uh, reality check yesterday in the video. and Alice before training went down to the pitch, and hopefully the lads came away and rec- rectified them issues and and the mindset. For them issues to be rectified for this week, but just sometimes, nonetheless, we get a bit we say something, things here, and some people take it the wrong way. So, I just want to anyone from Mullingar that's listening or checking in, that's no disrespect to you. You played a fantastic game, you took your chance. Oh, yeah, no, it's go. not, it's not, you that's what I mean. Go. We lost that game,
0: yeah, but we were the same, Johnny. It's not, it's you no know. disrespect to it, it's not disrespect to a team. What's it's to say that you we had put the scores up if it was not like. When you put scores up on the team, you should be able to keep it. You, know, you should be able yeah, to control absolutely. the game. Well, the game we had to travel; we lost at home. You know, so this is yeah. we have to we have to take that on the chin. And let look; it's all a learning curve. Look for players; we have a lot of young players there. And each game is for any young player; it's hard to lose, but it's a learning curve. Like rugby, I learn every day. I reckon my coaching has changed since coach girls. I didn't think. I didn't think, you know, you change your, your mindset. If you're open to changing mindsets, that's a It's a, Yeah, if you're willing to thing. learn, you,
3: you will develop, yeah. you
0: know. Yeah, you will develop. And you learn. Look, I'm I'm not young anymore, and I still learn. And I'm still learning every night. Anytime we go watch a game, you still learn things. And every loss, sometimes losses are when you learn your most. You know, yeah, well, like I said, like I, I said last the week there in
3: the in the group, and James used it on his Facebook post. Uh, I want to patent that Actually, I want to get a few euro off Kilkenny Ruby Club for that. You don't lose, you learn. So Blansfield, <laughs> don't be copying my sayings. Um, <laughs> I, I've I've come with that idea for the last maybe two or three years in my coaching that, I, I like I, I address it with the players, obviously, and here in the college as well. We 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 live by it. We don't lose, we learn. So we get better, and we take the losses as a, as a learning curve, and we just see what we done wrong, we sit down, we have a look at it in the video and then we talk about it in the picture and we fix it like so last week we didn't we didn't lose. We learned we learned a lot about ourselves last week where we got found out on some other things that maybe we thought we were a little bit too good at. Maybe we're not, maybe we need a little bit more work on. So big learning curve, put it into training this week and hopefully this Sunday we learn from the mistakes and we go get a good performance. I'm not gonna say we're gonna get a win or whatever, but we a good performance what we're looking for, same as last week get a good performance, get a, a couple of good performances on the road. And then now with this cup in, in the middle of the league as well, that draws this weekend. So like that draws a bag of catch right into the mix too. You know, so promotion has gone out of the way. We're not, we're not like a, that text I got. i not even worried about playoff spots. Don't worry about any of that. We're right up building performances. That's the key all about it and winning or learning. So that's where we're at. <laughs>
1: Well, lads, the very best of luck this weekend. click are in action. They're way to Bechtdorf. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, Tullo, Carlo, uh, Sunday, the derby in the Black Gates. Go down, uh, have a well look at the match and have a few uh, soft beverages afterwards and have a chat with the lads and all that. It promises to be a great game of rugby. Um, uh, these local derbies always are. Um, if you're around... Uh, uh, first, in, first to usually out at half one is it?
3: It's it's seconds one o'clock. First two thirty.
1: Yeah,
3: there you are. Yeah, until the Third clocks go is. back again, until the weather changes, we won't be going back till three. But yeah. yeah, like like what Tom said there, he had great support on the weekend in the tie. We great support in Mullingar, to be fair, and not a good spin to make on a Sunday so thanks to everyone the came to Mullingar and hopefully yeah. we get a good crowd in the black gates we generally get lands out from the town that wouldn't know what they would be looking at this egg shape balls saying what's going on here but it's good all back there and everyone like everyone out there is really important to make a bit of yeah. noise and generate a good buzz around the place you know this time last Absolutely. year myself and tom were standing on the sideline talking to each other um tom was a very nervous president and i was a very relaxed uh hurler on the ditch um, so it was good. It was a good environment. And I'm still a very relaxed hurler on the ditch and Tom is still a very nervous manager. But we we we're working on it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> good stuff. Uh, go well in all the games this weekend, lads. And uh, thanks for joining us, Tom Crotty from Carlo Johnny Tobin from Tullow SCTU, Kilkenny College, and, uh,
3: and further afield.
1: And further afield, lads. Thanks, yeah. for James Blanchfield was on with us a little uh, earlier on. We'll talk to you next week and see how everyone got on.
0: Cheers, guys. Talk to you soon, Tom. See you, Hulk. Cheers, bye. Bye-bye.